Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Kyle. Hey yo. And Squeaks. Squeaks. And we got Kevin. Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to cover today. Um, mostly going to be doing a lot of reviews, a lot of great shows and video games coming out right now. But let's start with playing and watching. It's been a bit since we've done this. Squeaks, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? All right, playing. Let's see. Lost Ark, of course, and I think that's what's everybody kind of really playing right now. Uh, as well as Sifu. Yeah, Sifu on the PS5. Oh, good. And then watching-wise, obviously you know this, I just bench-watched the Cuphead series, which I already started restarted again. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So you're on your second watch through of a show that came out yesterday. Uh, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> okay, how long is that show from beginning to end? It's uh, 12 episodes for about 20 minutes each. Okay, 200 something hours. It's, yeah. it's a healthy chunk. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. good. 40. Kyle, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? Uh, same, Lost Ark. Incredible game. Uh, we'll dive into it later. But uh, along with that, I've been watching Cuphead as well. Mm. I'm halfway through it at the moment. Nice. Myself, I mean, I played a little bit of Lost Ark, but right now mostly it's uh, Horizon Forbidden West. And, um, God, watching so much good TV. Like, TV is so good right now. It's hard to actually play video games when it's like, well, I got to make sure to watch the latest Peacemaker, which we're going to talk about. Mm. And Righteous Gemstones is the best fucking show ever right now. <laughs> and so it's really hard. Um, but yeah, so much, so much good stuff to watch right now. Uh, what do you got over there, Kevin? Uh, I started playing Horizon Forbidden West, and I can't wait to dive more into that. Um, definitely a lot of Lost Ark. Uh, finished Ozark on Netflix. Oh, me too. Or at so least good. the, the current episodes that are up right. there. We're still waiting for part four of part two, season four. Um, I think that's been about it. Besides rewatching that Doctor Strange trailer over and over. Yeah, with the last fifteen minutes of this of the latest episode of Ozark. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it. It's so yeah. ruthless. <laughs> Speaking um, of Ruth, you said ruthless. Uh, the girl that plays Ruth Langmore, she is so fucking good very talented she's got a new so movie good. i gotta see yeah she's so good uh, yeah and in like in rage mode you, you're just like how are you doing this how are you on set with her right now it's yeah. so crazy like i got goosebumps when i was watching that <laughs> so as for the geek freaks network what we got going on is on wednesday we're gonna have a brand episode of pushing buttons with a really cool guest that's me and then on <laughs> friday uh we don't have a trick freaks this friday correct uh depending on scheduling with john and squeaks okay if not we'll be releasing one of our remasters uh interviews coming up so we have a couple of those that are in the hopper ready to go for whenever check freaks wants to take a breather or pushing buttons so uh we have one of those remasters coming out on friday and then um sloop is the first week of sloop coming back we're going to be doing a run of movies it'll be coen brothers movies so for the next month and i think it's gonna be fargo for the first one. we're gonna kick it off with the with the big big bad so that'll be really cool let's get into the news We have Doctor Strange trailer. We've all been rewatching it a few times. First impressions, Kevin, you were just talking about it. Why don't you give us your first impressions on this Doctor Strange trailer? I was watching that. Tra I waited till my wife was done with work and we just sat down and oh, watched nice. the trailer. We do that with Marvel trailers now. That's just what we do. You guys should um, record it so I can make content out of that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Monetization everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have not been this excited for a Marvel movie and I've been excited for almost every Marvel movie since infinity war. That's when yeah. I started. That's when I jumped on the band bandwagon. But like, I thought that Spider-Man, uh, no way home mm -hmm. was going to be the, like the, the, the ultimate Marvel movie for me. And I'm more excited for this doctor strange movie than I was for Spider-Man. So yeah. What about it is making you so excited? All the possibilities that the multiverse includes, um, I'm not going to go too far into that because I don't know much of the, the Marvel lore behind like the Illuminati and right. stuff like that. But I hearing Patrick Stewart's voice, even as a Ooh. Star Trek fan, but as somebody <laughs> who loves X-Men, I'm so excited for what this is going to lead to. That blew my mind. I was like, it was middle of the Super Bowl. And like people are like trying to watch the game and I'm over there like trying to tweet as fast, as hard as I can. <laughs> Just like so excited. Oh, man. Squeaks, what was your uh, favorite thing from this uh, Doctor Strange trailer? Um, let's see. My favorite thing was probably to see him kind of like that zombie mode-ish. Um, it kind of yes. looks like we are just getting an extension to the What If series. Uh, mm -hmm. But then it still gets me to wonder, and you guys probably could probably debunk this, my uh, not really a theory, but a possibility right now, is the fact that is this pre-No Way Home or not? Because No Way Home, he was like, yeah, sure, I could cast this and whatever. 
without the, like the dangerousness to this. But then I feel like he's learning it now in a way, like he I, he's going somewhere to learn this. My 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 perception of this is that it's post No Way Home. The the actions he did in No Way Home has caused the multiverse to be all screwed up, and that's what he's fixing right now. Okay, so it's kind of like that. Okay, I was, I was thinking this was like the spell, but now I think this is going to be a fucking mess. Um, I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying I, I am worried about that. I'm going to fight the yeah. other side. Uh, what is a single or a, what do you call it? Like a Captain America movie now or a Doctor Strange movie? It's not. It's all just scrambled up superheroes in each one. It's basically Avenger. Every movie is an Avengers movie, essentially. I wouldn't even be shocked if Blade had like five different characters in it at this point. You know, you that know, should it, be a single it's, movie. It's interesting you said that because Kevin Feige this week just said that the last Avengers movie, Endgame, is the last Avengers movie. Yeah, but it all feels like an adventure movie if you're going to throw like 10 different right. characters in it, you know? Uh, I, I know Kevin Feige yeah. sat down with everyone and had like these rules and laws of uh, the multiverse, but honestly, I don't see any rules or laws. Well, I yeah, I think we're going to... You're right, especially right after No Way Home, it does feel like this might be too much, yeah. and I'd be down for just a cool... But we, I think what the whole point is that Spider-Man was a surprise because we knew that this one was going to be multiverse of madness. Yeah. We knew that this one was going to be a mess in that way because of Spider-Man throwing that same trick. It's going to be hard back to back on that. But I don't know. I'm, that's there is my a part of me that's just like, yeah, but that's Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like, okay, get the X-Men in here and see if you can recast, uh, you know, the whole X-Men crew. But. I mean, I'm excited to see it, but then it's, is every movie just going to feel this way? Where it's just a bunch of different characters thrown? It's basically a Captain America Civil War. Is it really right. Captain America's movie? You know? Right, exactly. Yeah, we all called it, you know, like a mini Avengers. Um, yeah. And then you're if you look at like Captain Marvel filming, that's going to have a lot of extra people that are not supposed to be normally in a Captain Marvel story. The Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. likely going to have some Thor stuff in there because of Thor. Thor has a lot of extra characters. So uh, you're right. I think we might be leaving some of these like smaller more compact stories like the black widow was a really good one that yeah. was pretty compact um but that might have been our last one really that we had uh for me personally i think for these characters uh this is their first foray into the multiverse and that's what i'm most excited to see mm -hmm. uh with spider-man no way home that was more about the multiverse coming to them but i think with dr strange it's more about him and wanda venturing into the multiverse so it's really fascinating to anticipate that and seeing all these different versions of our favorite characters, possibly with different actors too, which I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go over a couple things here. We know Captain Carter will be in it uh, because of her shield being in the poster. Uh, essentially those of you guys who skipped what if, cause you're like, I don't want to feel, I don't want to watch a cartoon. It is now more important than ever. It's actually probably the most important of all the Disney plus series moving forward, except for maybe WandaVision. We also know that, yes, we have the Illuminati with Professor X, Patrick Stewart being confirmed. Two other predictions is Black Panther, but Michael B. Jordan version. And because remember, it doesn't have to be our Michael B. Jordan or our Black Panther. It's the multiverse. And a Mr. Fantastic. If it's Mr. Fantastic, will they use the old Fox Mr. Fantastic and fold that as well into the multiverse? Or will they use maybe John Krasinski, the fanfic one? Any ideas on that, anybody? I, I have no idea how they're going to end up bringing in the fa the Fantastic Four. And I've never seen any of the Fantastic Four anything. So I'm just going to soak it in as it comes in. Okay. I've heard rumors, though, that uh, speculation, I suppose, that there's going to be an alternate version of Iron Man, potentially played by right. Tom Cruise. Yes, that yeah. would be fantastic if that happened. Yeah, I think I think just because it'd be unexpected by me and I love being surprised by stupid shit. Yeah. yeah. I saw this uh, thing, this interview or this talk about with uh, Tom Cruise. I don't know, because to me, he's kind of an asshole. But uh, he didn't want his face covered. And essentially, the new Supreme Iron Man in the comic books doesn't have his face covered. So now it's kind of like that right. theory, like, oh, hold on. Are we going to get Tom Cruise uh, to become Iron Man? So, And Supreme Iron Man is a lot like... One of my favorite movies is Tropic Thunder. And Tom Cruise's character in that is like Supreme Iron Man. That guy that's like... The boss of everybody that's in the room will make sure you're aware of that situation and is just like stupidly dancing. It's like the worst version of Tony Stark. That's exactly what it is. But he's also the successful version of him. So it's this really weird combo. And I mean, yeah, you're I've heard this too, and I would be very happy with that. <laughs> I mean, as as silly as it would be to see a Tom Cruise be a total jerk. And I think that 
I also think that we're going to get Scarlet Witch just straight up being the bad guy in this movie and mm. probably kill all the Illuminati. So everybody you're seeing there, I think, is going to go away real quick, including, you know, Tom Cruise's Iron Man. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the new norm. <laughs> That'd be okay. I'd be definitely okay with that. I'm just wondering what kind of surprises they are going to have because they gave away Charles Xavier in a trailer. So there's going to be something yeah. huge yeah. in the movie. They gave a lot away, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's not massive, but going back to that Fantastic Four question, I think kind of like Spider-Man, we were all excited to see these old characters come back to play the role. So would uh, John be amazing and probably playing it? Most likely, but I think it'd be like, oh, that's so cool to see that old casting of uh, Fantastic, or Mr. Richards, or Richards, yeah. Yeah, Reed Richards. I'd, yeah, rather Reed. Have, I'd rather have John Krasinski play our actual Reed Richards and then use the Fox one as kind of like a, a nod to the Illuminati mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You can even use bad CGI. I'm okay with that. That's what that movie is all about. And and I'd be cool with that. But yeah, I like John Krasinski as that role. So I want him to actually play and not just be killed off. Um, a couple of things here. We have a mysterious hero. Again, everybody was thinking it might be Superior Iron Man. But I feel like it's either Monica or Maria Rambeau version of Captain Marvel. So basically, we'll have another version of Captain Marvel. And then if we do, she's probably on the Illuminati as well. Um, zombies. They're, they're full embracing this zombie storyline. Squeaks, did you ever think we were going to get a zombie storyline in live action? No, not, not even in like, well, way back in the cartoon days, or not cartoon, sorry, the comic book days. I didn't even think we would see like a revamp of it, like in What If. I just thought it would be too dark to try to bring it up to, you know, these streaming services and whatnot. So I would not think that um, it would be available for, I don't know, just I guess a younger, younger audience that notice it or see it. Yeah. 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 It's weird because, I mean, like, if you think back when, like, Iron Man 1 came out and you're like, man, I can't believe how cool this is. And one of the big pitches was, but it's also realistic because it's like science and stuff, you know, kind of makes sense. If you were to fast forward 10 plus years and be like, there will be a point <laughs> where we have zombies and there's possibly a cult, uh, cartoon universe that's out there. Everybody's showing clips of a cartoon universe as well. All these different yeah. things. It feels like, holy cow, this is going to be a mess. And yet I'm, I'm still on board with it. It's, it's kind of this weird mix where it's like, I know this isn't going to be clean. But that, that might be the madness part of the storyline. Like, it's supposed to be messy like that. And it's, I think it's Sam Raimi doing this. I mean, you can't be, you can't be too worried. Mm. That'd be pretty good. Any last thoughts before we move on to the next thing? Anybody? Any predictions on what characters we'll be seeing in this movie? Yeah, some we haven't seen yet. Um, in the multiverse? I mean, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you brought up uh, John Krasinski. I think we'll see him as Captain America, actually. Oh, oh that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because he did audition for the role, but he lost to Chris Evans. So that would be really cool to see. Yeah. How did he lose to Chris Evans? That's crazy. Because they wanted to go with an unknown. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 He was just known for like not another teen movie, which is actually pretty good. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. I mean, there are so many things you can throw in there. I At first when I saw that like mysterious, you know, possibly Captain Marvel, I thought maybe that was Phoenix. And then I was like, oh my God, if they bring in the Phoenix storyline now. That would be so cool, but no, talk about a mess. That <laughs> would be crazy to add in X-Men's most iconic story and to just like, yeah, we'll just toss it into Avengers, you know, whatever, 4.5 or whatever this is. Um, Especially after the flop that was the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie or Phoenix, whatever it was called. Yeah. I yeah. still haven't even seen that one. I think the one character that people are kind of saying they've seen or whatever is we'll see Deadpool in here. I think Deadpool's going to make a pop up because, I mean, he's almost perfect for the movie. Somebody who's thinking in a metaverse way, like, uh, you know, looking back at, at the Marvel Universe, if you have something where people are hopping around the Marvel Universe, that's the perfect time to throw him in there. When he's going to look back at all this and be like, boy, what a, this is going to be hard to film or something funny like that would be really good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds says he's for sure not in it, but it doesn't exclude the fact that Deadpool's not in it for the fact that if you're doing like this multiverse madness and say you're getting a, just yeah. a scene where it's just clip, 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 there's just real snippets of all these different heroes. I could see Deadpool popping up for a quick second, saying some smart ass thing, and then goes to the next um, dimension or whatever. Well, that's just a CGI thing, right? Really. So, do you think we'll see the X Men at all? Like the X Men proper? Yes. I doubt it. Really? I think we'll get a tease of it. We'll get. I think Xavier is the tease of it, but I was hoping to kind of like get a glimmer of the actual X Men in this movie, but we'll see what happens. Uh, how much older would be that X-23 girl from the Wolverine movie? Like, how many years has it been now? She's probably in her later hmm. teens. Yeah, she'd probably I'm be really I'm kind of curious if maybe she could, like, do a little 
pop up on there. And, and comic book wise, yeah. they're really embracing her right now. I mean, yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely prepping her for, to be a, a big star. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, I think too, also just to uh, reiterate on the concept art for this thing, Professor X is in the animated series chair. So this might be that version of Professor X that we're seeing. So it's just a tough to add more chaos to this. <laughs> it might be the best version of Professor X, really. So, yeah. All right, let's go and move on to our next thing here. Uh, we have a new Star Trek movie announced. Uh, this is the Kelvin timeline, a.k.a. the J.J. Abrams films. They're fun, but a lot of Star Trek fans have a lot of hate for these films. Kevin, I'm leaning on you on this. What do you think are the pros and cons to this? Like, why should people be excited for this? And why are people worried about a new J.J. movie? Star Trek diehards are some of the hardest people to please, and yes. I'm one of them. So uh, it's it's very easy to see why people can just go, Ugh, another J.J. movie, another Kelvin timeline. Like, the movie the the whole reason that they had to put it in a different timeline is because of the 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 lash out that they were going to get from people like me but if you go into the movie watching or like knowing that it's just going to be a fun movie just, just happens to take place in like a star trek i'm going to call it a star trek multiverse at this point oh god uh, <laughs> might as well <laughs> q is dr strange go ahead <laughs> oh good god <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Star Trek Beyond was that the the most recent one? Uh, uh, or God, no, was it uh, Nemesis? It can be. No, the the, la- the most recent uh, Kelvin timeline one. Oh yeah, Beyond, Beyond, yeah. That one I actually enjoyed, even <laughs> though it's on paper it's a very bad Star Trek movie, but it's a very fun action movie. It like really it's just is, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a popcorn flick, and that's what I expect out of these movies anymore. And I'm more likely to care about a J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie than a Star Wars movie from J.J. Abrams going forward. So that's my thoughts on it. I agree. Boy, when they blast that Beastie Boys and just like surf on robots, <laughs> I was like, this is not a Star Trek, but I'm loving it. <laughs> I, I looked at my wife at that scene because we were watching that together as well. And I'm like, this sucks. And I was dying laughing. I'm like, I love it. I yeah. love how bad this is. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And then that first JJ movie when like it was very predictable, but it was like I think it was like Spock versus the Romulans. And then all of a sudden here comes the Enterprise just firing all guns. And it was like, God, they get you. They they've added Star Wars to Star Trek, is basically what they're doing right here. Cause that was totally Han yeah. Solo flying in to save Luke. And it was like, oh, that's so cool. Now, Squeaks, you came in from this franchise, right? This is what got you into Star Trek. Yeah, so this is what uh essentially pulled me in. It could have been some of that action stuff, really. Um because now that I'm watching like Next Generation, it it's obviously a big uh, whatever 180. Uh, but it's like we need more of it for the fact to uh, open up Star Trek to everyone, because especially people yeah. like me. That it's if that's what pulled me in, that's what pulled me in. And I think we need Star Trek in all aspects. So we already got it in the streaming services. We have um, comics and books and whatever. So let's continue to have that high budget in the movie theaters. Now. I still really, I mean, obviously I love those movies because that's what put me in, right? And the action is fun. But then that's what opened the door. I was like, okay, let me try Next Generation because I know it's extremely popular. Well, I watched Discovery as well. Um, And when you kind of flip it, I really enjoy the Next Generation more than I like Discovery, really now. And it is because each, (laughs) uh, yeah, it is because obviously that opening the door is what helped me get there from something else. But those one-off episodes of like, because I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan, and I talk to you, yeah. you, Frank, about this all the time. That each episode is different, right? And then each, some of my favorite episodes from Next Generation was just the fact that uh, they went to the hologram level and they're oh, trying to yeah. solve a mystery and shit like that. And it's like had nothing to do with anything or really Star Trek, but just being like Sherlock Holmes for the day. But I was like, oh, I love this episode. Yeah. Um, but I think we for sure need to continue to expand the Star Trek, uh, no matter what format it's on. And I'm super excited that. Uh, they're coming back to the movie theaters with JJ. Now, like like what Kevin said, thank God it's a Star Trek and not Star Wars, because I hope he doesn't touch that Star Wars movie ever again. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I think yeah. he would have been okay if he got all three Star Wars movies. The fact that he yes. lost the middle yeah. one really killed it. Um yeah. John Boyega said it best when he's like, You guys are lucky motherfuckers that he came back and saved it, basically is what he's saying. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he did. I mean, he he kind of like, what did you kill Captain Phasma for? <laughs> you know, that yeah. whole thing. Um, which, by the way, I got to read those books because I hear she has a really good storyline in the book. So I'm going to read it eventually. Add it to the pile. Also, like Voyager and stuff like that. They all have these really cool one-off episodes that have nothing to do with them trying to get home. The holodeck is always fun story place. Yeah. We could actually probably do a top five holodeck stories. I'm thinking that right now. <laughs> 
There's the whole Spider Queen one that Kate Mulgrew, the actress that plays Catherine Janeway, embraces all the time on Twitter and will be like, your Spider Queen suggests you do this. And it's like, that's just so <laughs> cool that she's cool with that. Just from a random few episodes uh, that were the the Bride of Chaotica or something yeah, like the that. Bride of Captain Proton, Captain Proton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the, and like the logo for their podcast is the Captain Proton ship. Like they've totally embraced it. Everybody over there has. Um, that's funny. So yeah, I, I love that, and I think that's what we're really excited for when we're talking about Strange New Worlds because they promise that hey, we're bringing back that next generation feel. Was just these one off episodes the entire time. And it's it's Anson Mount playing Captain Pike, this guy cowboy in space. It's exactly what I wanted. So I'm excited for that too. But I'm also excited for this because it's just gonna be cool fireworks. Just before we head out of this, Kyle, what Star Trek are you a fan of? Yeah, I'm actually surprised I'm being asked this question. <laughs> um, I haven't seen much of anything. <laughs> I actually have a question for you though, Kyle, relating to Star Trek. Okay, what would sure. it take? And I'm hoping the answer is Strange New Worlds with Hanson Mount. But what would it take for you to actually start watching Star Trek? Yeah, it's not that. Um, <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's Lower Decks. It, I mean, it's been like a conflict. I feel like if I would get invested in it, I would really enjoy it, like all of you. But the issue is time and keeping up with all these other types of content. Yeah. And honestly, I put it so far out. Like I'm actually considering watching it when I retire. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, Because <everyone>. there's <laughs> so much of it, and I won't have the free time, and it's like, well, maybe I'll just save it for retirement. Who knows? At what, one of these days, just start all the way back with the original series, and you can, right. there's a there's this podcast that I've heard of, uh, Trek Freaks. There that's, it is. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, now. <laughs> they, uh, they go along with every episode, yeah, and start, yeah. Go, just go along with them. Those guys are nice. Also, to be fair, I have seen the Star Trek movies. And I didn't really think much of them. Mm. They were fun. Like Kevin said, popcorn flicks, yeah. but it didn't want me to explore more of Star Trek. It kind of put me off of it, actually. No, hold on. Uh, what do you do for a living now, Kyle? Oh, I'm a salesman, actually. Are you ever sitting at a desk? Yeah. Okay. I consistently watch Star Trek at work. Okay. And that's how I do it. Okay? <laughs> I wish I could get away I with that, dude. <laughs> I just sit there with like one earpiece in but it's also a bad thing, too, because that's why I started with Discovery and Next Generation. Well, Next Generation got me to be like, ah, fuck, I need to pay attention to this a little bit more. So now I don't watch yeah. Next Generation at work. So Discovery is totally half brain that. Yeah. 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 Say, yeah. Yeah. Even Lower Decks, if you've seen any other Star Trek, Lower Decks, yeah. is great to just have on the, on the side just to listen to it. Exactly. I usually watch that when I'm watching my daughter and we're just sitting in the living room. So it's kind of like, you know, 80% paying attention, 75. Yeah. <laughs> This episode of Trek Freaks. <laughs> Maybe in the future, <laughs> I could be a guest on Trek Freaks and I could honestly watch any episode and Kevin and John can just kind of grill me. Like <laughs> That would be fantastic. <laughs> I am I, fully I think on the board. best thing, starting with, uh, if we start with either the motion picture or the Wrath of Khan when we get to the movies. That might be a good starting point. Absolutely. I think that'd be great. Yeah, if you're going to put your best foot forward, it's going to be Wrath of Khan then. That first motion picture is rough. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get going forward uh, with some more. A uh, couple quick things here. Bioshock movie is coming to Netflix. It's being made with Take-Two and 2K Games. So actually by the creators of the, of the OG games here. We've talked about this before in the past, how much we wanted this. It's finally here. Any casting ideas or anything you want from this movie? Uh, myself, I hope it is still in Rapture. I hope we stick with the Rapture one first off. We've been getting a lot of cool things. A lot of people suggesting Matt Damon for the uh, main character. Casting, I'm not too sure on, but as far as production goes, I think what really sells the idea of Bioshock is the environments. That's the yeah. most important piece of the game, as well as this adaptation. As long as Ken Levine isn't involved, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't take place in Columbia, especially, I'd be very happy. It needs to be in Rapture, 100%. Yeah. Do you think so, they should eventually get to Columbia, though? Because I do love oh, that game. Oh, no. Like, with how overtly <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. racist There's, it can be? Yeah, that's um, true, no. actually. I don't that's think fair. that's a good idea. <laughs> I think it could be, though. Um, I was actually, once again, talking to my wife about this. Um, if it doesn't show here on the podcast, my, my wife's a nerd like I am, and I love everything about her. Um, we were talking about the Bioshock movie, and we were both kind of agreeing that it'd be awesome if it took place completely somewhere different that the games haven't touched but still kept the same themes essentially the same theme as the first bioshock yeah and just kind of took 
what the story it was trying to tell, but set it in a different and another different place. Just hopefully they don't do the like do another multiverse thing because that can get wacky once again. Everything's a multiverse now. Bioshock Infinite set up the multiverse too. We actually saw exactly, the whole scene yeah. with that. So that yeah. mind or my, my mind was blown playing the end of that game. Like it was just like, but wait, you were I mean, it was like I was just totally <laughs> yeah, fucking invested. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. So my question That's to you so is cool. have you played the DLC for Bioshock Infinite, the Silent at Sea, I think it's called. Oh, I don't think I did. Uh, I, I would highly recommend that because it okay. continues that even further. Oh, perfect. That's exactly how you sell that to me then. Oh, I love that. There was like the parts where you'd, like, you'd go to like some like war-torn France for a second and stuff. It was really cool. We also have Marvel shows are leaving Netflix. So if you're a Daredevil fan and you haven't finished binging those, Defenders, even Iron Fist for some reason, they're all leaving <laughs> uh, Netflix. They will eventually be on Disney Plus, but not quite yet. And we already know that, you know, they've already embraced Daredevil. He's going to be back in um, the MCU. We know Jessica Jones is going to be on the next She-Hulk series. So they're all kind of getting integrated into Disney Plus as it is. All right, let's go and start reviewing some of the cool stuff we've seen lately. We're going to start with Peacemaker and Squeaks. I mean, I know you just finished watching Peacemaker. What are your thoughts on the series? Uh, I thought it was a little slow here here and there, but I get that. James Gunn is trying to tell a story about one individual character instead of just the hour and a half, two and a half hour movie, um, what we got from Suicide Squad. So I got that. And, but it was still entertaining at the same time. It was just overall, I kind of wish we saw the badass, more episodes of the badass Peacemaker like we did in Suicide Squad. Like the yeah. whole killing with ease. I wish we saw a little bit more episodes of that. But now, now like, story-wise, it's fine with Amanda Waller's daughter and the butterflies and then the, the leader of the little group they had was actually a butterfly himself. Spoiler. Well, you should have seen it. Uh, but, um, uh, but overall, it's... Yeah. <laughs> overall, I, I tell everyone this is a much-watched series. Yeah. It's, it's super yeah. fun. It's funny. Yeah, most definitely. James Gunn said his, his inspiration for this series was... Um, Better Call Saul, because they took their time to really tell a story. Mm-hmm. I think those first three episodes, you definitely feel that. There are times where he's starting to deal with like his brother's death and stuff like that. I am so surprised that this like Z-level act- or character had me this invested. Like, Peacemaker, yeah. what a crap character. Yeah. Like, he's such mm-hmm. a bad character. But now I'm like, I- I, dude, I'm rooting for you. And also, same thing goes for John Cena. Like, he's just a wrestler, like a meathead kind of guy, not to be mean. It was my first intent, uh, you know, Thoughts on him, but man, he actually really tried his hardest in this thing. You really saw him really work up some emotion, right? I'm actually a huge John Cena fan when it comes to the movies. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's because his obviously his uh, physique fits the like uh, what's it called? Like the there was a vacation movie where okay, I wish I could look it up. But anyway, he plays that dumb type of character extremely well, and he cracks me up all the time. So it is nice to see a little flip-flop yeah. when it comes to actually like emotional scenes and stuff. I think John Cena is going to be, I want to say a rock level, but I think we'll definitely see him in uh, definitely more more movies. Yeah, yeah the, the, particularly I won't give details of what ha- exactly is happening, but that final scene with him and his dad, I was just like, oh my god, he is, he is reaching for the Emmy as hard as he can right now. It blew me away. That was really yeah. good. All around a fantastic story, I thought. Like it was, yeah, yeah, you're right. The beginning three, especially, were a little slow. But once get going, I was invested in relationships and actually what's going on with the world. And then, God, it's hard to avoid spoilers here, but that ending, the I was like, oh, yeah. what the hell were these people anyways? Yeah. The entire yeah. time, <laughs> I think we just got. It's going to be. It's already. I've already seen people posting on TikTok, so we're going to say it right now. Just I'm giving yeah. you guys a three second timer on on spoilers. One, two, three. When JLA showed up, I mean, yeah. it was like, where the hell have you guys been? It was just so nuts. I just started cracking up because it's like, are you yeah. fucking serious? Like, we literally just threw them in there right now. Yeah. But the fact that it was like, okay, you got the silhouettes and you're like, they're not talking right now. Right. But when Aquaman and uh, Barry started talking and joking, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, they're really here just real for this real quick scene, right? But yeah. just Peacemaker just casually walking by these big guys saying, oh, fuck you guys and just leaving. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> Cracks me up. I loved it. Oh right. man! Headphones back on. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to give this thing like a, a solid A minus, and yeah. I think a lot of that is because of just the shock of how good it is. Because I really didn't think it was going to be that good. 
Where are you sitting on this? Yeah, no, you know what? Um, the more the fact. Okay, so I'm, I'll give it a minus two, and the reason why it's going up from a B is the fact that this story ended with season one. So, and we already know there's a season two coming out, right? So I'm super right. excited that they're like not prolonging the same thing over and over, right? Like a lot of TV series do, right? Um, yeah. So I think that's what's going to make me jump to the A minus for sure. Is that um, I'm excited, just the excitement to see what's going to happen with season two. I mean, I know you got the um, uh, the guy in the little green outfit. I forget his name. Right. Um, he's still around. Yeah. Other Judo that, master. Yeah. Other than that, it's like it feels like an, a new chapter. Uh, would God, be when he's crying at the end too, you like realize why it's like he was trying to save humanity in his own way, right? See, like, okay, he, so I didn't get why he was crying. So you're gonna he was have to, working with them to save. He was working with them to save humanity. Like you know, Peacemaker made that decision at the end. That was like humanity or friends. No worry, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, humanity or friends, and he went with you know what I'm saying the choice that he made. Judo Master had that same decision and went the other way with it. Uh, okay. Think about it. Okay. 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 Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, really good. Worth a watch. A minus from us. I think that's fair. Most mm, definitely. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got Horizon. We got a lot to review. Horizon Forbidden West. This is kind of a first impression. I'm six hours in. You said you're three hours in, right, Kevin? Yeah, that's right. All right. And none of you guys have picked it up yet. Squeaks or Kyle, right? Nope. You, you will have to be done talking about it, That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> This game is stunning. I mean, it's just gorgeous. I can't believe how good it is. Uh, what, what are your first thoughts there, Kevin? I'm playing on the PS4, because mm-hmm. as Kyle and I have both said numerous times throughout uh, different episodes of this, we can't get our hands on PS5s yeah. around here. Yeah. It still <laughs> looks amazing on the PS4. Yeah, it's it does. crazy how good it looks. And it it feels... It's just everything about it is just so good so far. I'm only three hours in, so I don't really have very many examples, but the combat is, I, I kept it at a, a decent difficulty, not too hard, but I didn't lower anything. The combat is as difficult as I remember, and it's as, as punishing as I remember. Yes. But from the first one, but it's so satisfying. Every arrow, every thwack with the, the spear, everything just feels so intentional, so just crisp. Yeah, that's I, I, good way to put it, yeah. And speaking of the difficulty, now... You could actually fine-tune the difficulty more than I've ever seen in any other game. So much so that you'd be like, well, I want it on easy, but I want to make sure that my auto-aim is off or increased. Or I want, like, where I can aim and then use my controller to kind of motion it in a little bit more. Every little thing. I want to be able to instantly sprint as soon as I start moving. Or all kinds of different little things you could add in. I really like that extra level of, it's almost like accessibility as well mm-hmm. as difficulty. It is exactly that, yeah. Which is cool. Um, yeah, God, it's gorgeous. So I'm playing it on the PS5. And, and not to kind of rub salt in the wounds, but I was like, man, what I need is another PS5. One for the living room, one for over here would be really good. So I'm going to start looking for another PS5. Because <laughs> I need to get one for the living room and, and one for next to the, with a capture card. Uh, I am hot off of uh, Zero Dawn, the first game. And I played that one on the PS5, but it was like the PS4 version upscaled. And I thought that'll be similar to that, right? Oh my God, no. I mean, the motion capture is so well done foliage the bright world that you're in just i'm in this one zone where like there's like mountain you're like at a cliff mountains on each side it's amazing just looking at the mountains what are you into like full open world yet or are you still kind of doing that intro area yeah so i got into the the full open world part of it the first the very very first zone and my mission took me one way i went the exact opposite direction naturally as one does in an open world game if you're me and i explored this mine like the water looked really cool through that mine and the just I stood I my wife was once again sitting there watching me <laughs> yeah and I just I was in this place with just some trees the wind was blowing you see the leaves even on the PS4 dude you see the 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 leaves blowing there's butterflies flapping the light hitting the the trees and making shadows just it's so the attention to detail in that is so impressive and and as quick and, and as fast moving as you are in the game like, you would think that that would slow everything down. Like, oh, man, this must have taken a lot of power. You're still moving just as fast as you want to in this game. It's it's very fluid. Um, that that specific mind, did you talk to anybody before you had it out there? Because there's a quest in there. Um, I, there 
I talked to the guy right outside the mine that gave me a quest inside of it. Okay. So you have you'll you have this quest in town to go talk to that guy to go into the mine, basically. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did okay. I, su- I sequence broke for sure. I always do that in open world games. I go, well, games take me one way. I'm going the exact opposite way. Even yeah. in side scrolling games, 2D games, you go right? No, you gotta check left first. <laughs> yeah. I always do that. I'm just broken like that. I well, it's I think it's the wow player me where I like I collect all the quests in town. And I said, okay, if I go this way, I could do like three of them in a row. So I did that and it led to the mine. And then I go back, turn all those in. Okay, do I have any more this way? No, I go that way now. But there is a level of exploring where I'm like, oh, there's a question mark over here. Let me go see what that is. And then exactly. it opened up this whole thing. I don't have the gliding yet, which is the thing I'm probably most excited for is that gliding ability. Uh, I will say as a downside, when this game was pitched, if the idea was that you could climb anywhere. That is definitely not the case. It is not Assassin's Creed climbing, which was what sold it to me at first. It is still very much in the Zero Dawn era of where, like, okay, see how that's painted? But now you have this thing where you can, like, scan and see where you can climb, but it's the same idea. You have to climb their paths. That's frustrating in a lot of ways, but, I mean, the game is still very, very good so far. Um, Let me see. Oh, I like the fact that they continued from the first game and that you are the savior and your reputation precedes you. Because that's fair. I mean, like, you're Aloy. You've done this and that, and, you know... You should have that rep. And a lot of games forget to do that. You'll still be like a new guy in a new land. But in this one, no, I'm actually, I am actually important. And that's opening doors for me to open new questing. I do like that a lot. And I'm actually enjoying the the side quest. There's a level of wanting to do the side quest for the sake of that town or the area that I'm in. I also really love the attention to detail that they put in uh, being able to take, in, in Zero Dawn, you can take over or uh, I forget what they call it, like control other beasts. Um, the ones that you had the ability to do that with in Zero Dawn, if you find them in the world in this one, you can still control them because you still have that ability. Yeah. They added new ones that you can't do that to until you get that ability, but they still kept all the same abilities that you had from the first one at the beginning. Like Just the, the minor details like that just make me yeah. so happy. And even the fact that like the, you know how every game starts with a tutorial to teach you the basics all over again, this one did a smart where it's like, oh, hey, that, that guy's back and you're going to be teaching him the abilities this time. Yeah. And so it was like a nice little way to be like, OK, this is how you jump. But you're telling that guy how to do it. You know, so I like a great story recap and a great recap for how all the mechanics work is perfect. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with this. I'm actually invested in the character and the world that I'm in right now. Uh, it's been a bit since I've had a good open world game like this. And playing on controller has been hard because I've gotten so used to keyboard and mouse again. But okay. I've definitely turned on that aim assist to help me out a little bit, trying to get those green canisters on their backs and stuff. So that helps a lot. Early impressions, I don't normally give a grade, but do you have a grade you want to give us or you want to wait out? It's it's way, way, yeah. way too early. I'm probably like 3% of the way into the game. So yeah. I'm holding off. Like, speed running this thing, it's 30 hours. And then, like, if you want to actually complete everything, it's like 68, 70 hours. Kind of give you an idea of what we're looking at here. Yeah, it's a big game. <laughs> Kevin's face. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that too. I'll wait as well, uh, but it's really good. Now let's talk about the game that everybody's playing and, and have been playing hardcore. we got Lost Ark. Kyle, we're going to start with you, man. What did you think of Lost Ark so far? I could go in many ways with this, but in essence, <laughs> wow. Uh, for an isometric top-down perspective, it says a lot when the game makes me forget I'm viewing the game through that perspective. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with these types of games, only really Diablo, yeah. which I loved. And what Lost Ark does very well is it's almost like a blend of MMORPG, isometric action, uh, puzzle solving, dungeon crawling. It's just all in one, like this mammoth of a game. But it's free to play and you can speed that up by using real world currency or you can grind it out. Me personally, I did pre-order the Founders Pack, the Platinum one, because I wanted to really invest myself in the game. And I'd say my money has been really well spent so far. I've been having a blast playing and, you know, really, I picked the Gun Lancer, by the way, the class I chose. And once so fun about it is how complex the builds can be like you can choose a variety of skills and you're limited to only eight skills so you have to kind of mix and match them to match your play style 
Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you can use the talent tree system to upgrade those skills in various ways. I'm only about halfway to level 60, like level 33 or so. And I've seen a wide variety of where this game takes you. There's a lot of progression, like a lot of systems that you can explore in depth. But I think what is so unique about it is that blend of MMORPG with the social aspect of it. You can get in raids later on, which I haven't gotten to yet, but it just does everything so well. And there's a, is there looking for grouper, that kind of stuff, or is it just kind of like you have to find them through chat? There's a lot of flexibility. So you can either play solo, which is what I've been doing lately. And there's dungeons. You can choose like an easy or a hard difficulty. Yeah. Hard difficulty has been my jam. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And you can, you know, use a group finder to play with a group. I haven't done so yet, but just having those options available, I think there's just a lot of catering to all sorts of people and how they play games, which I love. It seems like the game's made for you to play through the story by yourself, but then after that is when you're supposed to group with people, is the impression that I'm getting. I'm looking forward to that when I get to the end game, but for now, I'm only just completed the first arc. I just collected that, and that dungeon was incredible, by the way. What level are you? 33. 33, okay, out of 50, right? Um, Okay, so to me, one of the things that I had a hard time with when playing this game is it is that combination of like a Diablo and an MMO. And so I I was leaning into the MMO side and I couldn't stand the controls for it personally. Do you find that that blend hard to cope with or you're fine with it? At first it was difficult. I don't have a lot of experience playing these types of games and it did have a bit of a learning curve to it, especially with point to move and all that stuff. Yeah. And over time, like I just got used to it and the gameplay really started to open up around that mid thirties area. Cause you can dump your skill points into say making your gun lancer ability. When he strikes forward, you can make that into a three sixty spin that pulls enemies in. That's cool. And yeah. you groups them all together and then use your AOE ability. And you know, like Scott always says, like push that button yeah. <laughs> in okay. discord. So, okay. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like really you just kind of got to push forward until you become comfortable with the game, I think is the big difference from other games that I've played in the past. Because I went in on this game, planning it out like an MMO, realizing it is far closer to a Diablo in a lot of ways, especially movement-wise, and suffering because I don't have the WASD. And it's so much so that I was like looking into like paid services to switch over the W, like basically mod it with a WASD. It's $7. I'm still thinking about it. And... um but even they, they're saying like, well, the game's not meant for it, so you will notice some kind of latency issues. That kills me if I'm going to actually be like a hardcore player at all. Um, but yeah, Squeaks, you're into this game as well. How far in are you? Yeah, so I would only say about like four hours in. Um, okay. And I and then like kind of like what you were saying, if you take it to MMO side or Diablo side, I took it full on to a Diablo side. Um, okay. So I wasn't really had that mindset of it being an MMO. But there is a tons of more stuff than there is in and Diablo when it comes to um, kind of just like that menu of just like rosters and inventories, but it was like so much and then like rewards for doing certain things and whatever. So that's the part where I've said it before, where it felt kind of like, am I, is this just a mobile game really? Um, getting that feel where they just give you like a bunch of free shit for doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but the uh, fight, the fighting is so uh, satisfying um, for the fact that it, when I do multiple moves at one time, it literally feels like, yeah, bitch, I mastered my abilities. Like, I, <laughs> like, did you see how amazing I was taking down like a swarm of 20, you know, monsters or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's what I like more compared to like, say, I'm going to obviously compare this to Diablo often. Uh, Diablo were, it is tough too, because there's so many moves kind of like you were saying with the whole, there's like what the six moves, right? Six, but then you have your, like your hype move. So for me, it took a little bit to kind of get my fingers used to playing um, a game like that where it commands so much of you know keyboard mashing. Uh, just not used to that. So, but I mean, I guess that's just practice overall, right? And then eventually, um, I mean, clearly I'm getting better now, and that's what's the satisfying part about it with the combat. Um, uh, let's see. I wanted to bring up graphic wise if anybody else is having this problem where it's like a little frame rate drops here and there when you're walking around. I don't know if 
how you've experienced that or not. I've even turned down my settings. Done. Really, that's crazy. Because I talked to Frank. I think you said you were experiencing yeah. that, right? I had, it, I had. It I think Sammy was too. It's driving me crazy because it's like, well, I'm not going to suffer my settings for, you know, mm-hmm. I'm clearly well above what's recommended for this game. So, uh, whatever, I'm dealing with it, and that's fine because I mean, I'm having a good time with this game so far. Um. There's a little too much to the point where, like, uh, Diablo's more simple, where you got your pets, you know, your little critters walking around with you. This game, I think there's so much where I never gave a shit about, like, the pets or anything so far. Um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, really. It's just kind of like, you're just, you're throwing a lot at me right now. Um, that's, just that's the MMO side. It's uh, basically encroaching on your Diablo yeah, side. You yeah. have to really embrace both sides to really get the full yeah. you know, array of what this game is. That's kind of tough, and, really. It is tough. That's yeah. I, exactly you're right. Yeah. That's that you're having the problem that I had, but the opposite way. I went in on this thing as an MMO, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "This is way too Diablo." And yeah. so um, we keep saying Path of Exiles. There's a bunch of them, but Diablo is yeah. the yeah. gold standard. Yeah, I went into it the same way that uh, Squeaks did. I was like looking for a Diablo replacement, kind of. And uh, the first six hours for me, five six hours were hell because I wanted it to be Diablo. Mm-hmm. It was wasn't until like my third session of playing the game that I'm like. This is an MMO. I need to play it like an MMO. And that's when I, I started really getting into the groove of it. I got past the first zone. Once you get past that first zone, it's like watching a new TV show. Once you get past the first season yeah. or the first three episodes or whatever, that first zone, it, it does start to feel good. And I highly recommend. I know I watched you play it your first time, Frank, when you were playing on stream. Only the first time. thing you yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing you did was change all your key bindings. I highly recommend not doing that. At least at first, it took me like three or four hours to be able to get used to the controls the way they are. And after you get that, you get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of like switch them up and stuff. I just recommend kind of playing with it as it is. At I'll first. give it a shot. Doesn't doesn't hurt to give it a shot. Yeah, it's still it, it definitely it. takes investment. Absolutely. Okay. Every zone you get into, there is something new to do. Like I just got done with uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep in reverse, basically. The, the, the castle siege. It, you're actually outside sieging the castle and after that you get your stronghold and there's like an hour's worth of tutorialization with getting your stronghold every zone seems like there's a new thing that they throw at you like an mmo is want to do so that is taking me some time to get used to but overall i like it a lot for an for a free-to-play game and for an mmo i think it's really good for a game in general it's about mediocre for me yeah the way you turn me on is you say battle of the helms deep anything and I'm, yeah. <laughs> I am there. <laughs> um, okay, it sounds like I'm just I'm gonna have to give another shot. Uh, the freemium stuff is hard to kind of to swallow, but it's just how the world is nowadays. I play Fortnite, and I know that um, Fortnite is getting me one way or another. Um, there is a lot of cool skins in that game. So, okay, what do we want to give grades on this? I think Kyle, you've definitely gotten far enough to really know this game enough to give it a grade. What are you guys thinking? I've gotten to the point where I think I've seen a majority of the game, but there's still things I haven't touched like end game or exploring the seas and going to islands and stuff. And, you know, really going into the stronghold and seeing what that's all about. Yeah. But even with all of that, like I am so excited to see more of this game. I would grade it personally an A. I would give it more, but you know, there is the free to play model in this game. And there's not much more to give from an A, my friend. Beyond that, <laughs> well, is perfection. I mean, it's not like A plus S tier, like 10 out of 10 for me. Oh, you thought think... S tier on this. Oh, snap, so we never had an S tier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell Daniel, S tier is going to be Elden Ring, for sure. <laughs> oh, you playing oh, Elden Ring? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, see, I'm not like the only one I know that I have. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like the only guy I know that I have this game pre-ordered. Just waiting one for more it week. to, yeah. Can't wait to drop. Yep. Nice. yep. It was that horizon for Ben Wesson. I think I made the right choice so far, but I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to compare notes in a month, like who won out on that pre order battle. <laughs> pre ordering games, isn't that funny? It's like, man, how old school am I? But I pre ordered yeah. on the PS5 itself, not going to a GameStop. But I thought about it. I checked to see if they're going to give away a free poster. Then I was going to go over there like they used to. <laughs> they weren't. So I was like, okay, I'm out. All right. Last thing we want to discuss is Cuphead. Well, Cuphead and his Pelman. Squeaks, you watched all of Cuphead. Yes. Kyle, you're in on a little bit. Give us a rundown, Squeaks. What do you think? All right. So uh, essentially, this what I when I found out that this was released is because I was trying to find something for my daughter to watch. So on the kid's profile, it said Cuphead. I was like, note to self, when I actually wake up, I need to watch Cuphead. Yeah. But I understand why it's on the kid's profile now. 
So essentially in the in the main story, just kind of a quick rundown on the story compared to video game and series. The main story is Cuphead and Mugman go to a casino, they gamble, they're on a hot streak, and then they make a deal with the devil. And the devil, basically they lose, uh, and they come out with a deal with the devil to um, make other characters pay their debts, essentially. So, I don't know, whatever you call that. Uh, so this one, they took away the gambling aspect of it. And what it was, they, they Mugman and Cuphead go to a carnival. It's like Carnival. And they play some games. Well, the carnival's kind of run down. It's kind of evil looking, blah, 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 blah. So Cuphead's on a hot streak, kind of like it was with gambling, but playing skee-ball. So uh, what you find out is when people are losing at skee-ball, their souls are being sucked into the game itself and then being delivered to hell, essentially, where the devil is. So Cuphead messes up. I think Mugman interrupts him and the devil was there talking to him because like, who the hell is this kid kind of like winning and loses the game. And then um, uh, now his soul is sold, uh, sold to the devil. Well, unlike the game where they have to go out, pretty much beat up these characters to, um, you know, fulfill the, the, um, the contract with the devil. The show is more like each episode's different, really. Okay. Um, it's more a super old school feel, which is freaking amazing. And I, I think that's that. why everybody like loved it about the game. Right. But even from like the opening credits, you kind of get hints of like, here's a ink aisles. I think is what they call it. And it's kind of like a map of Peter Pan. essentially what it feels like. Um, you do get one off. There's like skeletons in there. It reminds me of the famous, um, uh, skeleton, um, cartoon with Mickey Mouse where they're dancing in like the tomb or something like that. You kind of get yeah. that feel. Um, but each episode has that whole, um, you know, like old arc, uh, old cartoons where they have like that um, white static or that like white kind of like little yeah, like, dots or like whatever in it. Pops, yeah, like, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, right, so it has yeah. that throughout the show too, and that just oh, adds man, to how to beautiful <laughs> it is. Yeah, but yeah. with how the old school art is, there's some new technology in it too. To where they have like it almost looks like um, some scenes where it's like a still, like an actual land prop, but the characters are moving on it. But that's not, it's not really actually there. It's like a wow. 3D, say like a 3D uh, CGI visual with the cartoons walking around it. And some mm. scenes have that. And it looks freaking beautiful together. Um, but with like how they kind of kept true to the show, there are characters in the, uh, the show that there were at the game. So you got like Miss Chalice, you got King Dice, you got the devil, of course. But they even had like some of those uh, villains that you would be in the game show up for an episode. And they would have kind of like their beef together. Um, but overall, it, it's fun. My daughter of two years was hooked on this cartoon as well. Like she sat down with me. Obviously, she got bored after a while because, you know, it's two year old, right? Right. But I was like, damn, this is even like pulling her into the show. And man, it's it's, it's funny at some points. Um, I'll, I'll have to like pay attention to more of like if there's more adult humor, but there are little things that made me Google in it. Um, yeah, it's just the fun, like the just the opening credits, the end credits are all the old school cartoons. Ah, oh, man, it's it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, and it made me literally just start playing Cuphead again. <laughs> so there's oh man, I I would love to, yeah. but I can't fucking beat that game to save my yeah, life. Yeah, you're a Horizon guy instead of an <laughs> Elden Ring guy. I understand. <laughs> you know what? I'm taken. That is fair. That's like saying which do you play, Minecraft or Cuphead? Yeah, yeah, I, that yeah. Makes, you're totally right. That's not far off. Uh, but yeah, just as soon as you say like credits, I'm like, okay, so it's like one panel with like a bunch of names on it. Exactly. And it goes to the next yep. panel. That's so classic. Yep. Oh man, yep. you, got, you sold that yeah. to me. That's uh, it's, cool. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Kyle, any thoughts on on, on uh, Cuphead so far? You're a few in? Uh, yeah, I watched four episodes last night actually, and I'm enjoying it a lot. It's definitely got that old vibe of like Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry. Like that's what I love Tom about Jerry, this nice. era of cartoons. Tom and Jerry is one of my all-time favorites. And, uh, you know, it's weird coming from the game because there isn't really so much as a story in that game. It's more like interconnected levels that don't really have any relation to each other. It's just like a mishmash of craziness. Yeah. And I'm kind of seeing this as like the narrative of Cuphead. So, it's you know, it's interesting to have voice acted dialogue for Cuphead and Mugman and Elder Kettle. And it's really cool to see that. I'm having a good time with it. Uh, all right. Let's get a grade for Cuphead. You've, you're on your second watch now, Squeeze. You yeah, totally qualify yeah. for this. Yeah. Thing. Great. yeah. <laughs> Uh no easy A like all day. Uh, God damn it, guys! No, we have all A's on everything I know, today. Seriously, we're just <laughs> reviewing great week. stuff right now. Yeah, uh, I too would give it an A so far. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Art, oh man, just it's it's just fun. Yeah, like I said, I'm watching it for a second time again, and just to have it on for background noise, and it's just a. I could definitely see this be like a, 
uh, multiple season type ordeal that Netflix will do yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's smart that it's something that both you and your daughter are watching. You know, because then it's yeah spans both generations. And I thought I was going to kind of worry about that when I saw it on kids, and I was like, okay, whatever. But they kind of took. It's not like it's a crazy ordeal, the whole gambling thing. They just kind of flip flopped it. But it's kind of nice because it's more. Um, I guess it's more um, shown off in each type of profile. I guess in Netflix, so it is really yeah. like getting More in everybody's project. face about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's a lot of lots of stuff to check out, guys. We definitely suggested a lot to you, but I think we should end off with recommendations. Not what we've talked about so far. Recommend something for everybody to go watch. I'll start off with Sunday. So basically the day before this came out was the season finale of season two of Righteous Gemstones. Fantastic show. Squeaks, I, and Dan are constantly texting each other. Not a group chat, which is, would be smarter, but we keep texting each other. Um, <laughs> quick one-liners. Uh, there's so many fun little things I just love it um, my muscle man daddy I just love that line so much it's got me <laughs> laughing so Righteous Gemstones is on HBO there's two seasons out the second season somehow has been better than the first season I didn't think that was possible but it has been that freaking good it's both completely silly and being as serious as Breaking Bad at the same time it's amazing uh, actually uh, I watched Encanto over the weekend yep. for Valentine's Day with my wife and uh Great movie. I loved it. I thought it had a really good message at the end of the film, and the songs are not annoying. Yeah. I loved it. It was a great, great film. The songs are good, man. They're catchy. Uh, yeah, I suggest if you if you want to, uh, <laughs> Kyle, me and my sister-in-law, Susan, recorded a sloop about that. It's a free sloop, so everybody can go look, listen to it. And she's Colombian, so she actually talks about a lot of the mannerisms and stuff like that they actually used in oh, the film. Oh, interesting. Okay. That, that's, uh, and then I watched some Columbia? documentaries. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of like little manners I wouldn't have known about. And then she points out and they're like, oh, yeah, he does that weird thing that like only the Colombians would catch. And it's because they made sure to to bring it in. Yeah. Nice. All right. Squeaks, what about you? What is the recommendation for everybody at home? Well, shit, man, because uh, obviously, like, uh, if you haven't yet watched Peacemaker, um, obviously, I just um, talked about Cuphead. So go ahead and watch Cuphead. Um, I'm not crazy on like the show stuff right now, but essentially I will say maybe like a game I can recommend. And it's only uh, it's cheaper than normal. So uh, Sifu, check out Sifu on the PS5. I, I'm oh, sure yeah. it's on the PS4 as well. Um, it's a really hard game. It's think of like a you know Batman and the big uh, fight scenes, right, with the parry, kind of like Shadow Mordor, but they yeah. throw it all at you. Um, it's a but it's unforgiving. So if you mess up, you know you'll die um, pretty quick. But the goal is like I don't want to like do a quick few. The goal is um, you're getting revenge. Um, and every time you die, it adds uh, a year to your age, and you can only go up to uh, age 70. So just mm-hmm. think, if you were on the last level, and you're age 69, you can only die once. If you die once, you'll essentially probably never beat the game, so start over. Um, but it's only $40 uh, compared to the normal $60, $70 game. And uh, mm-hmm. it's really the combat. The art is beautiful. The art is kind of like Sea of Thieves feel almost. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's super fun. Have you finished it yet? No, no. I just... Um, I have... Um, relatives staying over so they're kind of like blocking up my living room area mm-hmm. bastards um it's but, on uh, pc as well by the way that's not epic game store oh nice and uh i just yeah. saw advertised for ps5 so i didn't realize that yeah um but yeah no i'm like uh two levels in yeah mm-hmm. i think so yeah that that premise of you having limited deaths that's the hellblade premise and uh it adds a level of tension that i haven't really felt in videos before where i'm like i simply cannot try this again i have to do this or else you have to start from the beginning. That, that kind of tension yeah. is, it feels good yeah. and frustrating at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can start to level over. So if like you died five times, like, ah, oh, that's too much. Okay. I'm getting better. I'll start to level over and start where I, you know, left off as from the previous level age wise. Yeah. And then just go from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. check that out. I think on Epic too, I am not, I can't confirm this, but they do have a $10 coupon for the rest of this month, which, you know, burning up quick. That $10 coupon, you should be able to apply to seafood and actually get another $10 off of it. So nice. keep that in mind, guys, yep. for $29. All right, Kevin, moving on to you, man. Any recommendations for everybody at home? You know what? This is going to be a really old one, but th- and this is directed mostly toward Kyle. Star Trek for the Voyage Home. <laughs> wow. You picked any of the Star Trek movies, you went with Voyage Home, which I love, but it's, it's a my tough favorite. One. <laughs> You can watch it on its own and yeah. get everything that there is. To, well, I mean, besides the very beginning, because it's like the third part in the story of what's going on there. Yeah. But it, it's just a silly movie that has no relation to Star Trek outside of the name. Yeah. And it, you get the idea of what Star Trek's all about by watching that movie. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to watch it this weekend now after oh, talking man. about it. I can't wait for you guys to review it on Trek Freaks. I can't yes. wait either. They, they Maybe posted. I'll join you for that one. Who knows? There you go. 
<laughs> yeah. They no, posted won't. Star Trek posted <laughs> something funny of like the different characters and stuff like that. It was like a cartoon or whatever. And like Spock was wearing a sweater with a whale on it. And I was like, oh hey, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. The the children's Christmas book. That's, that's what it is. Out. That's what it is. Yeah. So and they sold it to me on just that one thing. All right, guys, we have a lot of recommendations for you. Please join us all throughout the week. We have all kinds of shows coming out for you guys. And we'll see you guys next week. All right, bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. 